I wasn't sure where I had come across the original story. I'm not trying to not give credit where it's due. It could have been the Indy Star. It could have been another uh, local player. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. I came across something called Hope Academy. And a story about Hope Academy High School, this charter school. And the school is in a, it's the only accredited recovery high school in the state of Indiana. There's only so many of these across the country with a focus on sobriety and academic success for, for high school students. And I stopped cold and I said, we have a school that does this and this alone. I don't know whether to be frightened or fascinated. Rochelle Gardner joins us right now. She is the executive director of Hope Academy High School. So it is HopeAcademyRHS.org is where you find it. Uh, and I, I want to start with with that basic. I think that sometimes when we, we talk about schools and, and people, certainly like, like myself, and talk about accountability and responsibility, which I believe in both things, there are realities that are out there and ones that we can work with. How did Hope Academy come about? Exactly how big is the problem in the state of Indiana? Well, thanks, Tony, for having me on. And, uh, you know, it came about when um, I was working with a local treatment center, and we really wanted to help kids get, you know, to focus on the future and look at long-term recovery, not just getting some sort of treatment, and decided and found some recovery schools around the country. As you said, there's not many of us. There's about 40 of us around the country, and decided that, you know, the one place that kids needed to feel safe so that they could learn was school. Um, you know, there's a statistic that says kids that leave treatment within 90 days return to use. Um, and so we wanted to create an environment where kids could learn and, you know, feel successful in, in school and also feel successful in being able to stay clean and sober. And so that's kind of how Hope came about about 15 years ago. So when we t- we're talking about high school kids here and kids younger who are going into high school, what are the addiction issues? Uh, is there something that comes up more than others? What is it that you're seeing the preponderance of? So marijuana is a big is a big one. Um, lots of lots of marijuana use. Um, you know, back in the day when when probably you and I were in school, alcohol was a big deal. Marijuana's kind of taken the place of alcohol. Um, you know, so marijuana is very consistent. Alcohol is um, right there next to it. Um, Pills, Xanax, you know, benzo, benzos, those kinds of things. Um, there's a lot of talk about the opiates. Um, luckily, knock on wood, opiates haven't necessarily crossed into the younger generation just yet. Um, that tends to be more of a young adult kind of issue. So recovery schools really um, right now are positioned to be more of a preventative model to keep kids from entering into that opiate addiction. Talking to Rochelle Gardner, she's the executive director of Hope Academy High School. Uh, you know, you, you bring up marijuana addiction. There'll be plenty of people who are in, in the pro-cannabis space who would disagree with you uh, about addiction, but that may not take away from the fact that there are kids who are using and using and using as, as a way of coping through their day. How much of what you deal with is addiction versus conversations of coping mechanism? Well, you know, addiction is a, you know, can 
obviously it starts out with abuse before it gets to addiction. And so we have kids all along that full continuum where, you know, they're, they're well into substance abuse, some that truly have the the disease of addiction. Um, And we work with that whole continuum because our, our philosophy is whatever is happening, the drug use that they're doing at the time is causing problems in their life, school problems, family problems, you know, mental health problems. And so our job is to help them, figure out the coping mechanisms to deal with that at the same time being in an environment that is conducive to, you know, their learning styles, because when they're using their brain patterns are completely changed. Um, Their brains are impacted. um, They cannot learn. Um, You know, our kids come to us with, you know, about a 30% attendance rate in their normal schools, um, you know, when they're out using when they come to our school, our attendance rate's about 95%. So that tells you that they're feeling safe and capable, you know, safe in an environment where they're able to learn and they, they want to be and they're engaged. I, I appreciate you engaging the, the, the difference there because that, that conversation of continuum is, okay, it's a better understanding of everything uh, that, that Hope Academy uh, does. And it's the reason I, I do bring it up in that way is because – I think that people will look at this and say, well, if they're not addicts, why don't they? There's this idea you should just get over it. You can get them other help in other places. You don't need something else because I think people look at it as just one more charter school, one more way of taking tax dollars, pushing it away from public uh, education. I don't see it that way. I very much believe in in education that not only solves problems but satisfies needs and and wants and and people students who have certain uh tendencies whether that be uh things like this or whether that be the arts or whether that be engineering uh think you know all, all sorts of, of things how does that funding work you're a charter school um but you are as you describe it a public charter tuition free high school how does that come together so so we get our funding the same way as all other schools um, get their funding. Um, you know, we get a certain per pupil allotment per student. We have some special ed funding. We have some alternative education funding. And then we, we fundraise about $300,000 a year to help cover the cost of running a school like this. You know, we're a small school. So, you know, right now we have about 30 kids. Our capacity is about 60. We're currently enrolling. And, you know, some of the enrollment issues are really – well, right now, the pandemic, but, uh, you know, other than that, it's stigma, right? Um, no one, you know, it's hard to say my child has a drug and alcohol problem. Um, but the reality is, is that the drug and alcohol use is keeping them from accelerating in school um, and accelerating and moving, you know, moving down the direction of becoming a young adult. So our school has a dual platform that is helping them in both of those areas and helping the parents kind of understand and how to navigate that. Hope Academy RHS, hopeacademyrhs.org. That's where you go for the website. Talking to Rochelle Gardner, the executive director. Talk to me about pushback. I, I, right, I did not know about the school until I, I think two weeks ago. I was like, this is, this is fascinating. And, I, and, I, and as I started, I, I tell you, I am as impressed and as horrified uh, by the need for this thing in, in almost equal measure in the, in the need for this school. Uh, so really, it's two questions. What is the pushback to what you do? And is there a bent outside of helping with sobriety? Is there a religious bent? Is there a, a um, political bent or anything else that the school offers or gets into? Well, you know, um, 
let me answer the first question in regards to uh, pushback. You know, I think it's re- it's not really about pushback. I mean, when we decided to become a charter school and um, 15 years ago, and that's when the charter movement was started, you know, we got a lot of, we have a lot of support from all of our friends, public, private, and charter, you know, that this is a, they see this as a place where the kids that they're not being able to meet the special needs of these kids, because they have a lot of other things they have to do. This is a place where they have, to, they can send those kids. The problem becomes the stigma issue, right? We have a hard time talking about kids using drugs and alcohol. Um, it's hard to see that that is really a problem. It's a lot easier to talk about a student or a young person with mental health issues, depression, anxiety, and they have those. Believe me, they have all of those. One of the coping mechanisms is to use. Um, and then that's why adolescent addiction moves so quickly um, because that becomes a coping mechanism for them. And as they're co- when it stops working, then they have to move on to either more of that substance or another substance. And that's why addiction moves very quickly in adolescence. What we need to – and we've done a great job on putting a lot of prevention programs together, right? Um, but once those kids get – get start using to deal with whatever the issues are there's not a lot that that happen you know there's not a lot that we're doing in our city right now to help that and and that's why substance abuse treatment is so important that's why we have to really break down the stigma um, for parents to feel comfortable being able to come to a place this is a a place that where we care about their kids we're going to help them through that issue um, and and help you know, get them mature enough to make some more healthier decisions. Um, in regards to the, tell me the other question. The, the, political the bent question. is is there is there a religious bent? Is there a political bent? Uh, I mean, yeah. when people ask these questions, I no, do. no, there's not a there's, you know, we are a traditional public school. Okay, so we don't have an, a, a religious affiliation. You know, the twelve steps. Um, AA and A, those kinds of pieces are important. And those philosophies in regards to how you make changes in your life is important. And so we just try to meet the student where they are, regardless of any of that, and say, okay, how can we make you, how can we help you make better choices? Okay. And here are the ways that your choices are, are impacting you. I have, um, my recovery team is made up of young people living in long-term recovery. And so they're able to kind of share their strength and, and wisdom and show them that there is a better way of getting out of that. And there is a better way of doing that. And and some of them have been former students here. And so they are able to see that. And they're probably, they're the rock stars of what happens here because they the kids can see it in real time. And they can see the change that can happen. Rochelle Gardner, Executive Director of Hope Academy High School, Hope Academy, rhs.org. Uh, I'm interested in what you're doing. I'm curious to see how it goes. I only hope you, you don't mind if I stay in touch and see what's going on. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us on the drivehubler.com hotline. Rochelle Gardner, Executive Director of Hope Academy High School.